What is up, you amazing listeners and viewers tuning in from whichever platform you like to get your podcast from? I'm your host, Chronic, from the Cannabis Chronicles on Instagram and YouTube. And I'm back with another amazing episode of Reviewing Ruderalis brought to us by Atlas Seed and the Autoflower Review. Now, I know they're normally on Monday. However, I was unfortunately not feeling so hot yesterday. Uh, so kind of recuperated this morning and we're back to it. So sorry for the Tuesday release. They will be on Monday every single week. I'm going to be recording a few um, so that we have just future episodes so that we never get behind. As a matter of fact, uh, in today's episode, I want to go ahead and give you guys a really fun topic that has been asked about for quite some time, and I haven't done a podcast really just dedicated to this. Now, this is reviewing Ruderalis, obviously, so we are talking about autoflowers, and today's podcast is about which pots you should potentially be using for your growth space, whether you should be using fabric pots or plastic pots, and specifically, which one really works best for autoflowers. Remember to hit that like button, comment down below, or subscribe or follow along from whichever platform you're tuning in from so you show the show some major love to our sponsor, my stutter gavi there. And, uh, you know, what, without further ado, let's break into it. Now, there's not really a simple answer to... I know, I do this all the time with some of these episodes where I'm like, well, there's no yes or no answer. Well, there really is a, a yes or no answer. Um... It depends on variables, it depends on your environment, and it also depends on um, specifically your growth setup or style of growing or how much you water, the medium you're using, all sorts of things. So variable, variable, variables. So lots of those variables, uh, first and foremost, need to come from the environmental parameters that you have in your atmosphere. If you have a very humid atmosphere um, that is that your like fabric pots won't just dry out in meaning like 55 to 60 percent or higher ambient um humidity where you're using a dehumidifier fabric pots are great because then you're um going to allow your pots to actually dry out completely and not have any issues with like root mold or buildup or anything like slimes or anything like that um or just fungal issues in the root system and your humidity in your ambient environment will actually keep the roots moist enough to where you water your fabric pots. You're not going to have them dry out in like three to four hours if you were in something like uh, Colorado for, for like instance, in certain parts, it's like 30% or less um, ambient relative hu humidity in our atmosphere um, most of the time. Um, especially if you're in an apartment, it doesn't really like or certain desert zones are even, you know, less humidity. So those fabric pots will absolutely not hold in any of the moisture and they'll dry up very, very rapidly. So if you're in a super dry place, you would want to use plastic because plastic allows you to keep that moisture inside and lock it into that um, root medium and allow your uh, medium to stay wet. Now, another big part of that is depending on what you use, you could technically switch up the pots based on your grow medium or the mixture, because if you're using a specific mixture that stays more moist, but you want it to dry out like every so often. And I say every so often, like, let's say you want to wet your soil down with like a feed that feeds every like hour for like, I don't know, a minute or something like that. And then you want it to dry out between the, the hour time period. Well, fabric pots might be perfect for you where you're just like doing one of those like little ring feeders that kind of pulls from a reservoir and drip feeds every so like you set it on a timer and it'll like essentially drip feed a specific amount for a specific, specific amount of time. Um, so if you do that, fabric pots are great. You know, a lot of people do those types of setups with grow blocks like Rockwell blocks, um, the big six inch or eight inch Rockwell blocks. Um, or even sometimes the four inch blocks and they have great results with it. It's because the substrate or the medium is able to be completely soaked 
and then dry out and then have this like wet to dry uh, ratio that keeps the, the the medium healthy. It doesn't dry out too much, but it's not too moist and it's just like at a right it's at a right moisture zone. Now it also depends on what you're utilizing. If you're utilizing like cocoa or um, uh, like a ton of rock wool or something like that, you might want to think about plastic just because it does help hold in those fibers a little bit better. Um, you know, fabric pots, you know, they, they have micro, it's like microfibrous holes that, um, you know, if the rock wool sometimes can get at, like the fiberglass shards can sometimes like really make it a pain to work with fabric, pot, fabric pots if you're using rock wool. However, if you're using cocoa, I've found cocoa is really great in whichever pl plastic or um, uh, fabric. It's just that one is very, very particular on how wet you make your cocoa because if you are in a wet atmosphere and you over uh, water it in the plastic pots, it generally does uh, hold on to water for quite some time. So fabric pots might be a little more beneficial to cocoa growers who are learning how to water. And that's another thing. Fabric pots might be more beneficial to a grower who is learning how to water. Um, it really just depends. It depends on how long your soil or your medium staying wet. It depends on if you're having issues with fungus gnats or other various things and you need to dry out your soil and not have it stay moist, you could use fabric pots that help dry out the soil. Um, if you're using like the auto pot fabric pot system, which is kind of like a happy medium with it with the two where you have a very dry soil kind of on the top end, but your roots are feeding on the bottom end and you're in fabric pots. So it's a lot softer on the roots. Uh, there's a lot more aeration that can go through. Um, you have a lot more oxygen getting to the roots. That's the that's a pro of fabric pots is you do have oxygen flowing at all pretty much all accessible angles that are open to air. Um, plastic pots, you don't have that much aeration through the roots. You just have the top and bottom, obviously. But that's not to say that one is better necessarily than the other. It really just depends. For me personally, if you're talking a novice autoflower grower, someone who's never grown autoflowers whatsoever, you're in a very humid state like Florida, or, you know, maybe you're in like a northeastern state where there's tons and tons of humidity. Well, you probably want a fabric part fabric pot to start this way you're not gonna have to worry about over watering as drastically you'll be able to let your medium dry out and you'll be able to kind of see that with the fabric pot you'll be able to feel the sides to see if they're wet that's the kind of the cool thing about fabric pots is you really do you, you have a little more hands-on like access to see how the medium is doing and you can you can feel the sides to see if they are wet because the fabric pots will get damp and they dry out pretty quickly if the whenever you're in a very, very dry environments. Now, if you're somewhere just where it's like below about 50% ambient humidity, you'd probably want to rock some plastic pots. And I only say this because if you don't want to spend a ton of time watering your plants and you don't want to constantly be checking on them, sometimes having plastic is great because you can literally water them and not have to worry for three to five days, sometimes even seven days. Uh, most of the time, it's three to five days in between um, waters for me, and that's that's really perfect. Um, you know, the the complete uh, pro to hydroponics is <laughs> the fact that your plants never have to worry about water. So that's why that's why it's like there are so many different grow methods, and for the soil growers and cocoa growers out there, another variable you already have to consider is like, okay, now am I choosing plastic or fabric? 
really it comes down to just checking your environment, seeing how humid it is, knowing like, okay, if it isn't a humid atmosphere and you decide to choose fabric and you know it's a drier atmosphere, just know you might have to water a little bit more. If you like that to where you'll be able to control the plant a little bit more, you'll be in your garden a lot more. You you want that? That's great. That That's probably a perfect setup for you. Or maybe you have an auto feed setup that feeds it like an auto pot system with the fabric pots. That's great. They work amazing. Um, for someone like myself, I personally, I use five gallon bins from like Home Depot or Walmart or whatever. Or not bins, but like buckets, you know, and uh, they work great. I poke holes in the bottom that way they can flood uh, or like drain, you know. And, um, it works perfect for me. I like the plastic. I'm in a very dry atmosphere. And whenever I soak the, the, the medium, I know that the medium is going to stay fairly moist for the root zone, um, for three to five days. And so that's just how I like to go about my grow. Um, plastic and fabric have been a long time debate, but there is, like I said, there's tons and tons of pros and cons. There's tons of pros for like pretty much each one. Uh, fabric probably has more pros if I had to guess because of the aeration aspect, um, what fabric pots are capable of doing, the different systems that uh, use fabric pots. But then again, there's a lot of growers who still stick to plastic because there's so many pros of plastic and based on your your own parameters or what you've you know dialed in or whatever, plastic may be better. So at the end of it, if you're watching this because you truly want to figure out which one's the best. I wouldn't say that either one is actually better than the other. Um, I could show you phenomenal growers who grow in fabric pots, and I could show you phenomenal growers who grow in plastic pots. I could show you growers who just use rockwool cubes. I could show you growers who use, uh, you know, hydroponic and crazy hydroponic methods that they build their own systems and stuff. So there's all sorts of unique setups out there. Um, it's mainly what can you get your hands on, what size fits best, Another pro of a lot of the fabric pots is generally they're like wider versus taller. So it's meant to be like a fabric pot, like bed almost. So the bigger you get most, most fabric pots are sold a lot of places. However, Kana fabric pots is, I believe they are a slightly more expensive. Huh? Actually, I don't know. I'd have to look that up. I, I was just about to think about it and I was like, you know what? I don't think they're more expensive. I think fabric and plastic are about the same price breakdown. So I think they're about the same price breakdown. Plastic is going to be much more accessible at like almost every local department store, Home Depot, Lowe's, anything like that. They have five gallon buckets and they have various grow pots in most of the stores. Fabric pots, you're not going to find just like anywhere. You know, you'll find them at a local garden store sometimes or like a hydroponic store or a cultivation store. So fabric is definitely not as I think frequent nowadays. I mean, it's getting more, a lot more people are switching to it, but even me personally, I, I don't dig fabric pots. I think they dry out too fast in my environment. That's why I don't use them. I stick to plastic. I, I It just helps with the humidity issues. But if you're in a super humid atmosphere, that could help fix some of your issues. You could have uh, a little bit easier time with uh, overwatering if you're in a, a place where you're constantly overwatering or causing too much like root moisture or moisture zone in the root you know, medium and stuff like that. So um, think about maybe using fabric pots to allow them to aerate a little bit better. And again, that's a big con or that's a big pro of fabric pots is the fact that aeration is really, really, really high within the roots. And generally plants who plants that root really well in fabric pots usually have some crazy roots going with them. So there is no right or wrong. There is no, oh, how dare you not get a fabric pot for this plant or this plant? Will autoflowers grow in either one? Yes. Fabric pots can kind of be a little different because sometimes 
if you let the plant if you let the pot dry out too much it will absolutely stress the autoflower roots so if you're going to grow an autoflower in fabric pots you just need to keep up with your um the substrate moisture levels and make sure that you're you're keeping a consistent and healthy moisture zone for your roots because autoflowers do not like root stress and to have a healthy plant continuing to veg down and grow out it needs you know moist substrate otherwise once it hits that dry almost hard stuff it's going to just basically lock up and start doing its autoflower thing so that's that's pretty much it to this podcast there isn't much it's a very straightforward very simple podcast for the day of just which one's better and there is no good answer you could be a side by side you could grow insane plants probably you know you'd have to do every circumstance the exact same and with the same parameters and everything same strain same training techniques and it would be a clone from like a mother because that's the only variables that would make it even where it has the same genetic capability um so that's how you would test to see truly which one's the best but i like i said i don't think they'll ever find an answer because there are growers who grow in every type of substrate and every type of option and they blow cannabis out of the water with how good they grow it so um, really it comes down to just your your preference as well as your environmental variables and the variables that you have in your garden um, so variables 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 like i said earlier that's pretty much all this one is um, but both are very good i think personally for novices, plastic pots are a little more forgiving for autoflowers. Um, I think you, it is a little, sometimes it is a little better to overwater than underwater with root development. So um, that doesn't mean overwater. It just means your plant's not going to be as, uh, it's not going to take as harsh as a beating as an autoflower if it's slightly overwatered. Um, obviously, early on in its life, it definitely will stress. So don't just try to, keep autoflowers as stress-free as possible um their entire grow but that is it that is it for today wow wow (laughs) my stutter decided to get me at the end uh so that is it for today's episode and uh next week episode is going to be um some more autoflower topics i'm probably going to be talking on nutrient um deficiencies some lockouts uh some ph imbalances things like that because i've actually just been doing all that work i have some pictures on my instagram that i showcased about what you guys can look for if you have like a uh nutrient lockout what kind of shows you know how it fades from the leaf edges or from the center outwards so the different the differentiations that you guys can look you guys and gals could look for in your own garden to make sure that your grow isn't going astray or you, you don't have some sickly plant so That'll be fun, and uh, be sure to like, comment, and subscribe if you did enjoy this video, and follow along from whichever platform you're tuning in from so you show Atlas Seed and the Autoflower Review some major love. If you want to see my Autopot system on the Discord, I actually am doing up-to-date posts of the Autopot plants and how they're going. I'll be doing some more pictures and posts today, and I'm answering tons and tons of questions for anyone who's interested, if if you got any questions on the Autopot system, what I'm doing, how my plants are responding what soil I'm using because currently I'm using the Sohum living soil um, and it's really been phenomenal just doing pH and dechlorinated water and that is it I actually haven't even I didn't even add the hygrozyme additives last week um, those only got to my other plants I just kind of wanted to keep this one pH and dechlorinated and see what Sohum can do I did reamend the soil with a little bit of earthworm casting so I did vermicompost um, the Terra Vesco vermicompost it's really 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 amazing worm castings but I did 
two cups of worm castings on every single Soham bin. And that was just to re-amend the soil to get it ready for flower because those plants definitely ate up most of those nutrients in that soil uh, over the veg period. So that was, I just wanted to make sure there was accessible NPK in there and all the microbial life was happy. But the soil is looking great. The stompberry is already grew around the root blocker that's in the bottom of the autopot for like to try to keep the roots just in the pot it already grew around it and it's already coming out so i'm gonna have some serious roots on the stop berries so be sure to check all that out i'll be posting updates and like i said every week i'll be back to teach you guys and gals all about cultivating autoflowers um every monday not tuesday so i'll get back to schedule and we'll get back to it um but much love happy growing and peace everyone